0: One of the pitfalls of recording a podcast ahead of time, which most of us do, is you're not always the most timely. And unfortunately, that happened with the mymac.com podcast this week. Guy and Gaz recorded their show and the next day Steve Jobs passed away. That puts them in a very precarious position do they go ahead and release the show and it for those listening to Tech Fan right now, uh, you may not be familiar with mymac. Guy and Gaz Really enjoy themselves on the podcast. I enjoy listening to it. It makes me laugh all the time. but yet, how do you release a show like that? Well, you kind of don't. We've got kind of a compromise this week uh recording this for tech fan number fifty. It's also going to show up at the beginning of my Mac podcast. What number would this be guy? Uh, it was three seventy I believe so three seventy so this is my Mac podcast number three seventy as well as tech fan number fifty. David Cohen is here with me, as well as Guy and Gaz. Welcome, guys. Hey. So let me start with you, Gaz. Where were you, and how did you find out
1: that Steve Jobs had passed away? It was slightly surreal, I suppose, because um, obviously it was overnight, as far as we were concerned, in the UK. And I basically woke in the morning to my iPod Touch, um, which has a regular morning alarm, so that basically went off and I turned it off and I've got a, a small portable radio which um, I just always flick on in the morning and I listen to a station called uh, Radio 5 Live. And over the past number of years, um, there's been a lot more news uh, on Five uh, Radio 5 Live um, concerning Apple. And I was listening to a voice. I turned it on straight away and I was listening to a voice. I kind of you know, recalled, and it was, I'm probably going to crucify his name here, but it's Leander Kahani, I think it is, from Cult of Map, mm-hmm. uh, Cult of Mac. Uh, and he was talking, and I thought, I recognize that voice. And they were basically going over Steve Jobs and, you know, what a great guy he was and, you know, what he'd done, et cetera, et cetera. And I'd come into the, uh, this interview halfway through, and then it finished. Uh, and they obviously moved on to their next uh, item. Um, They'd obviously said at the start, presumably, about the death, but they hadn't said anything afterwards. So it was a little bit surreal for me because my first impression was, they're talking about Steve Jobs. He must have died. And I then went straight onto um, my iPad, which uh, sits um, beside the bed, onto the new streams, and, yeah, that's pretty much how it was confirmed for me.
2: It was it was a similar sort of thing for me. The uh, alarm alarm radio went off, and, and mine's tuned to come on at seven. So it comes on on all the dot seven o'clock. So literally, the first thing that comes on is the start of the news broadcast seven o'clock. So it, it, I, I literally woke up, and it's the first thing I heard. And you know, when you're in that situation where you you hear something, but you're not really sure whether you're dreaming it because you're still half asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's the same thing. It's like, did I really hear that? Is that absolutely true? Of course, yeah, I mean, they dive for a device and then start looking, you know, and um, a bit of shock first thing in the morning. How, Very about sad. You? How about you, Guy?
3: Although I already know the answer to yeah, Guy's. You kind of already know the answer. Uh, Tim, you called me at roughly about 7.55 Eastern Standard Time, just as I was getting ready to, to walk out the door. You, you were my fight.
0: first call, by the way, Guy. Oh, I'm, I'm flattered. I, I found out, and the first thing I did was call Guy Searle.
3: So, um, you would call just as I was like picking up my keys, you know, my wife was, was calling to me saying, you oh, know, it's Tim, it's Tim. And, and I was already late leaving the house and I was sitting there thinking, well, should I take it now or call him when I get back? It's, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll just take it and, you know, make an excuse that I got to run and, and I'll call him back. And uh, so I, I picked up the phone and, you know, you were very, very somber and, you know basically the first words out of your mouth were you know i don't know if you've heard this or not but steve jobs is dead actually i and think i told you to go to apple.com yeah yeah you did but that, you're right you're right
0: you're right you know why i well, I, 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 I know but I, I almost couldn't say it i oh, i did i just simply didn't want to say steve jobs died right. i just wanted you to
3: go to apple.com so you would know yeah but i couldn't i know and so you went ahead and told me and I think we talked for, what, five, five or ten minutes. I was yeah. definitely late going to get my kids. Yep. And it was, you know, I'm standing there in my kitchen. And it was kind of similar. And I think somebody mentioned this earlier. It was kind of similar to the way I felt when I'd heard that, uh, that John Lennon had died. Where, you know, it, it's someone you don't know personally. But someone who has had in one way or another... Uh, a very great influence on your life and the, the way that you think and the things that you do. And there's nothing you can do. It's not like I could pick up the phone and call Yoko and say, I'm so sorry about your loss. You know, and at the same time I, I couldn't call anyone at Apple or I couldn't call anyone from, uh, uh, Steve's family and express how sorry I was and how, you know, this had deeply moved me. So you know, you're you're kind of in a in a in a flux, and you you don't really know what to to do with yourself. And and oddly enough, um, I went and picked my kids up, and as soon as my kids got into the car, uh, my son Peter looked at me and said, "Did you hear that Steve Jobs had died?" And I kind of what? How did you know? Well, uh, the uh, the grandmaster for the Dojang that they both go to. I converted him to Apple like a a number of years ago and have, you know, fixed both kids maxes. The years have gone on and uh, his daughter Joy had heard and had had told, you know, um, the people that that were interested in things like that. So Peter probably knew about it before I did.
0: It's one of those news stories that seem to
3: work its way around the planet almost instantaneously. Well, you know, thanks to you know Twitter and Facebook and and everything else, you know, the social yeah, but- social media really, really. I mean, just I, I can't remember the the last time that social you know, even even when Michael Jackson died, it, it it didn't have this kind of effect on social media.
2: No, I think I think though no, the thing one of the things that's actually really struck me about this and has has really crystallized for me how um steve jobs wasn't just a uh, you know a head of a tech company and he wasn't just another ceo another marketer or whatever you want to call him um is the fact that not just the social media and the electronic media and the tech press and everything but all, all the mainstream press picked yeah. it up and ran with it straight yeah. away and as i said this this news broadcast, I heard it on. This was seven o'clock in the morning on BBC Radio Two. This is like one of the biggest radio stations in this country, and it was their lead story. Um, and this is this is kind of the how it how it's how it's been approached. This is the sort of coverage you would get for a, uh, somebody. I think before he got really sick, and before. You know people start to realize that he probably wasn 't going to be around for another ten, twenty years if you just said oh well when he when he dies it 's going to be a worldwide story um, people have gone oh no it won't it'll be a you know footnote on page five um, and it 's not it 's front page news it literally is front page news on the front of all newspapers here in the u k it was the lead story on most of the TV programs yesterday completely supplanted some pretty important you know, political and economic stuff that's going on here in the UK at the moment. I mean, it it was a big story. And I think the reason for that is because this is a man who has literally changed the world six, seven times over. You know, every time you think, oh, well, you know, he's done now, He's, he's, he's done it, he did it again and again and again. Many people, after creating Apple with the Apple II, I think would have said, you know what? Pretty That's good enough. Work that yeah, computer work. You know, this guy just kept on going. Yeah, if you, uh, you look know. at
4: his
0: accomplishments, starting obviously with the Apple II, the Macintosh, the Laser writer the digital camera, which most people forget about. Yeah. Um, the Pixar. iPod. Oh, pick. Yeah, I was going to get to that Pixar. I mean, yeah. the first full-length animated movie done completely on computers. Now he didn't start Pixar. He bought it from George Lucas, but. He let Pixar realize its true potential, which George Lucas never was going to do. It was a hobby yeah. for Lucas. Yeah. Uh, so the iPod, uh, the Macintosh, obviously, um, iTunes, uh, iTunes, uh, it, iTunes, alone, yeah, is probably. More yeah, I think important. a lot of
1: people won't realize just how important iTunes is. Yeah, because without iTunes, I, the iPad or
0: the iPod would never have been the success it was. Yeah. The iPhone wouldn't have been the success it was and neither would the iPad. Uh, the the iTunes really laid the groundwork for so many things. So, his level of accomplishment and and let's be honest it's not just Steve Jobs. He has a company and it's a very large number of very talented people that create these products.
3: Right, uh, can, can I break in there for a second? Sure. Well, uh, the one thing that that a lot of people don't understand about someone that has vision of where they want their company to go is is it's not enough to say
1: yes you also have to know when to say no absolutely yeah (laughs) guy which is actually
3: more important
1: yeah i i've actually got down that that's probably one of his greatest assets that he could say no to stuff and that's and and,
0: he he did that when he came back to apple remember steve jobs was fired in 1986 and he came back in... Uh, 87. or am 80, no, sorry, no, 97.
3: 97. Yeah.
0: And the, some of the first things he did after taking back control from Gil Emilio was to say no. He said no to the Newton. He said no to the confusing product line. He said no to the clones. Uh. You know, he's... <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get in that discussion, guy. No. <laughs> um, I don't know if uh, you played my comments, but... I, I yeah feel, yeah we did yeah and for those, Mac, <laughs> for those listening to the MyMac, for those listening to the the my Mac podcast right now you'll hear that later in the show yeah. um he said no a lot and i can't say that they were all good decisions because we don't know what he said no to the things that wasn't in the public eye but it seems to have worked out
2: pretty well for the guy and, and i think not just no but He's all, he also, and I think this is where where the real the real skill uh came He in the, is he said, meets the road so to speak. yeah this is, is there were times when he didn't say no, he said not yet
0: that's and, probably true as well, because the story you know, goes that they actually developed the iPad before course. the iPhone yeah. that that yeah. was a real product in development before the iPhone, and it was someone internally at, at Apple that said this would make a great uI for a telephone for a cell phone yeah. I, I don't know if we'll yeah. ever get that
2: full story or not. Um, well, hope, hopefully, when his—I mean—autobiography, his, I mean, autobiography. You know, his right. autobiography, which, which I, I ordered this morning, because you know, I mean, obviously, it's particularly Has it been released yet. No, it's no, it's been pre order but, but okay. it's, it's particularly, you know, um, particularly. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure the last chapter is
1: being rewritten. Right about now. the man. Yeah. Can, can I say part of his magic was the not knowing some things about how he worked? I would agree with you. I think. But those people
0: that there's so much in the spotlight, I'll give you a prime example, Alec Baldwin, that we know about the phone messages yelling at his daughter. And it skewed a lot of people's perception of the guy, regardless of what a good actor he is. Someone like Steve Jobs, we don't know. Um, And what we think we know, a lot of it was never confirmed. He never said yes or no. Yeah, and yeah. I think you're right. I think that adds to the mystique of who he was. Um, and I, I don't want to know everything, to be honest. Yeah, I, I want I want laundry. some of it to. be. Well, and it's not just dirty laundry. It's just some things don't need to be known publicly. You know, people need to be able to have their private lives, and I, I kind of prefer it that way. Yeah. So uh, let's start here with you, Gaz. What did Steve Jobs and his legacy, how did it affect your life? I mean, obviously, you're doing uh, multiple podcasts, which you wouldn't be doing today. But beyond that, some people say Um, too many
1: podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That is really, really difficult because I think he's going to affect um, probably – have a much bigger influence over um, my kids and their life as they, they move forward because they are using Macs from a much earlier age than I was. I, I I tweeted yesterday and I basically said that I became an Apple user late in the day. And those days um, have shown me what using a computer really should have been like and finished off with thanks Apple and rest in peace, Steve jobs. And I, I think I moved quite late, much like David really, um, yeah uh, back in 2007 and it was just a revelation it was just so much more of a experience i don't use macs in my work life at all um but and when when i come home previously before moving over to using uh an apple mac it it, it was always a bit of a right i'm now going to turn the home computer on and see what issues I've got now to sort out with and now it's it's almost you know I really don't want to go away from home and have to leave the Mac because it's just so easy to use and that is encompassed in obviously the the iPhone and the iPad as well it just people want them because they're just so easy to use so for me it's just the relaxation of being able to pick up a product and it do what you expect it to do and you know the old saying of it just works well 99% of the time it does just work and mm-hmm. that's the wonderful thing and yes it's the community for me it's completely the community i would never uh, have done this in the windows world um, the first podcast i actually went on was an interview with adam christensen mm-hmm. because i was i was trying to find out how i could test run the mac os before i spent all of this money on some operating system i had no idea about and i you know it was like a a, another world it was some secret world it was yeah because you didn't know whether you were thinking this this is just isn't going to work for me and i'm going to spend all this money and then you know how little did i know that that really didn't matter because you know the fact that the product holds its value the the fact that there is so good a community out there wanting to help you go through and move on. And I think for me, the biggest thing that he's given me is the community and, and a whole new plethora of friends. I I have to second that. I would agree with
0: you a hundred percent. Um, the community of Mac users is one of the greatest things I've ever participated in. And I've met so many wonderful people because of it. And, it can all be attributed to what Steve Jobs did going way back into the 70s even and very few people you know have that kind of a profound effect on Experience.
1: such Experience. a huge number of people guy and, and, yeah. and sorry sorry Tim just before uh-huh. you move on to guy sorry guy but it's okay. I review you we sp- often enough <laughs> we spoke earlier about you know obviously uh the whole thing you know how you know it's he, he didn't design or he didn't invent certain things but his journey took us to where we are now And um, what an absolutely fabulous journey he must have had
0: yeah there's a saying out there um don't live a life wasted um yeah. i i don't think anyone will ever accuse steve jobs of wasting even a moment of his time no 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 so Guy Serro, Steve Jobs, yeah. what, what was it about the guy? How did he affect your life?
3: Um, actually, he affected my life long before I ever even knew who he was. I, my, my brother-in-law kind of introduced me to the world of Apple. He had a, a, one of those old dual floppy leases. This is back in, I think, like 83 or early 84 and just playing around with that, I, I fell in love with it. So the, the moment that I was actually able to afford a computer, which was uh, four years later in 87, I bought a Mac Plus. Well, by that time, of course, Steve Jobs was long gone from the company. But one of the things that the, the Plus did was it introduced me to a, a much wider world than I had known before. And I think it wasn't until really 93 or 94 that I even realized that, that Steve Jobs had anything to do with Apple. I mean, a lot of times you use a product. I mean, if you have a, a Sony TV, do you know who the Sony CEO is? No, you, you don't care. It doesn't really matter. And that was kind of the way it was with the Mac for me in the early days that I used it. And little by little, as, as Steve Jobs came back, and I got more powerful computers. I discovered that one of the things that I had done as a teenager, which was right, I kind of rediscovered that talent again. Well, talent as related to the stuff that I write. And as I became more involved in the Apple community, starting off with a local user group, the Washington Apple Pie. And well, basically from there, uh, this was right around the time that the internet was, was starting to explode. So I was I was going to a lot of tech sites and seeing stories, and I was starting to make comments on them. And that's how I found you. And that's how you found me, because I had stumbled across MyMac.com and had made a couple of, and typically, I'm as, as most people who listen to the podcast know, I, I can be somewhat long-winded <laughs> when I speak. <laughs> yeah, Gaz is laughing. He knows. And... Uh, some of the comments I'd made, you had commented back on, and, and I guess there was there was something about the way I wrote that made you. It, it, it led me to. Uh, I don't think it was a Google search. I
0: think it was an Ulta Vista search. So that's how long ago this was. Wow. And uh, I found some of your stuff on the uh, Apple Pie website, and I thought, yeah, I bet I can get him for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows how
3: to put a couple letters. That's right. Together. He can put some letters together. So that you know, then I started I started writing for mymac.com. And uh, since since I started doing, you know, not just as the, the co-host of the mymac.com podcast, but even back when I was doing segments, podcasting, as both of you know, takes up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't been able to write as often as I used to, though I have recently started doing it again but the one thing you know even even having or even not being able to write as often as i like having a a, a chance to express myself via the, the mymac.com podcast and some of the other podcasts that i've been on is all related to everything that apple a la steve jobs has created since the very beginning and if it wasn't for Apple, I mean, if, if everybody was using Windows computers, chances are I, I wouldn't have started writing again. Chances are I certainly wouldn't have been doing a podcast. And chances are I wouldn't have known, you know, half the number of people that I've met, you know, either through MyMac.com or at the Mac World Expo or, at, you know, some of the other events that, that you know, like, for example, the, when we did the, uh, the Apple Store event back for show 100. Yeah. I never would have met any of those people, no, nope. if it wasn't for the fact that I use Apple computers and that I was passionate enough about it to ex- express my my passion for it.
0: You know, it's it's funny in that I've sat next to you, um, you know, knee to knee, right during a Steve Jobs keynote, and. One of the things that when Apple pulled out of the Macworld Expo kind of bummed me out is how many people I knew personally at that point was never going to be able to experience that. Because there's something special about a Macworld Expo Steve note Yep. that if you never experienced, it's so hard to explain. You don't get – you can watch it and you can get all the announcements via QuickTime and all that, but being in the audience with that guy – was, you feel like he's speaking to you. you know, they call it the reality distortion
1: field guy, but there's some truth to that. Certainly. You know, uh, you know uh, can I, if, if I can jump in. Absolutely. I, 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 when I first you know, got involved with Apple computers and, and you know, using them, it was almost one of the first things that I did was to go back and watch some of the previous keynotes because it's, it's got an aura. And he never sounds like he's being politically correct. He sounds like you know what he's telling you is coming from the heart, and he knows what he's talking about, and that you can trust him. And he always, and I think this is a big key for me as well. He always seems to be enjoying those keynotes, and always was smiling.
3: As well as long as everything was working. (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, yeah, but even (laughs) even when it wasn't, you know, you know, you have your kickbacks. You know, you you can't. Yeah, you can't be like, you know, like that 100% of the time, but you know, for the most, I it, think you know, I think what you're it struggling, was enjoyable, yeah, it I, was enjoyable to watch him do those.
0: I think what what it was is that he believed in everything yeah. that he was saying. Yeah. And it wasn't that he was just a salesman for this company right. or a pitch man. That, company. No. that when he got up there and he started talking about this amazing new technology, there was a childlike glee in his voice and in his eyes and the twinkle that he would give to the audience that said i know you guys get this too <laughs> and we did and
3: you're really going to dig
0: it and you're really not only are you really going to dig it you're going to just get it yeah and not everybody will but you guys right here in this audience that i'm talking to you're like me and you get it And you felt like you were part of a special club because we did get it and we did love the products and they enabled us to do so much that quite honestly, uh, many of us would never have had the opportunity. A lot of people say, yeah, the graphical user interface would have been invented without Apple or Steve jobs. Most likely, yes. The
3: MP3 revolution. It was too good of an idea to, to not eventually come out. Absolutely. The
0: MP3 revolution, of course, it would have happened without Apple. But the difference is it didn't. And the changes that Apple instituted really gave the power to the consumer rather than the big industries out there which the big industries didn't get until it was too late. And, well, I don't honestly think they still get it, most of them. Uh, I I don't really think. Well, no,
3: they they understand that they've lost the power, which scares them. Yes, oh, absolutely. But they didn't see that at the beginning. They saw basically all the big music companies saw iTunes. Oh, okay, well, we'll have all these record stores, and there'll be a few people who will buy music online, not realizing that the moment they signed that agreement, with Apple to allow their content to be sold in iTunes. They just signed the death knell for CDs. They just signed the death knell for And Steve Jobs got that.
0: Remember his open letter to the record industry about DRM? Yes. I mean, this is a CEO of one of the most popular companies in the world publicly calling out other companies that their business practices are wrong. And that he was siding with us, with our ability to put our music on any device we want to listen to. That we shouldn't be restricted restricted with these draconian measures because it didn't do us any good and it did not help these companies. And Steve Jobs just got it. And I think that letter endeared him to a lot of people.
3: Yeah. Well, you know what a lot of people don't understand is... D, you know they, they talk about DRM, and and they they when people that don't like Apple talk about DRM, they say, well, DRM locked people into the a- Apple ecosphere. It's like, okay, yes, that's true, it did. However, Apple could not sell that content without the DRM because right. they didn't own yeah. the content.
1: It took a long time for people to uh, to start to understand that it wasn't Apple's DRM.
3: Well, but there's it took still a someone lot of people like that, that don't see that. I mean, if you look uh, at comments yeah, for, you know, I like, agree. for example, there'll be some album that has a couple of, of uh, album-only cuts, and you'll see comments re- reviewing it saying, I'm not going to buy this because iTunes isn't letting me buy this particular track individually. It's like, well, you know what? It's not Apple. It's not iTunes that isn't letting you buy that song. It's That's whoever true. owns it. They are in control
0: of their content. And Apple was and by extension because of Steve jobs is one of these companies that for the most part always tried to do what they thought was right. And usually what's right is what's right for the customer. And I think a lot of that is a direct result of Steve jobs and the counterculture movement. He grew up in, he was not just a believer, but a participant of that. Movement. Oh yeah. And it was that counterculture liberal learnings and leanings that Steve Jobs had that he applied to managing and running Apple. And I think that's a big reason that Apple was as successful as it was. Not to get real political on people, but I think that had a lot to do with it. He made the products that he knew people would vote for with their wallet. These are the products people want. Even before we knew we wanted it, guy, you didn't know you wanted an iPad until you saw an iPad. Exactly, and but you know, but but but, but he knew he wanted one as well. I think absolutely, and that that's kind of what I'm going at. That yeah. he got it, he understood, yeah. he was one of us, even though in many respects he wasn't because he operated on a different level. He absolutely did, and he understood us in a way that few did. People yeah. like yeah. John Lennon understood or Martin Luther King understood, uh, that he, they had visions of what we could be. and As compared to what we are. as as Or what we had been before. Or where this journey is going to take us. And I think, I really do believe, that as much as podcasters, we try to look forward, and we kind of guess what's going to come next, and we give our opinions on it, Very few of us actually know, but Steve jobs did know. I think he knows where we're going to be in 10 years from now in a way that we don't. And it's not just because of the products that they're releasing, but I think he's, he was more of a futurist than anything else.
1: Yeah. He's put, he's put that ethos into the company as well. You know, it it, it, eventually there will be change. There's, there's always change. And, you know, it's not – Apple is not going to stay in the state, in the, the wonderful rising state that it is at this point now. But I think, it, you know, there's enough ethos in the company for, as you say, possibly 10, maybe 15 years future, Um, probably 10 if if we're reasonable because things can change pretty sure. quick. But uh, he's put a, a great grounding in that company and, and the ethos in the company to move forward and uh, uh, to keep coming out with products which – you know they might not be quite as sparkling as you know the, the the stuff that we've had but we've gone through an industrial revolution in the computer world and you, you get spouts of it and i think i think we're coming to the end of those golden the golden period with electronics the next golden period an industrial revolution like period will it could come 20 years from now it could come 50 years from now. It could be several hundred years from now before we get the next step where people say, isn't this a fantastic period to be in? I think, and I that,
0: think, we, I, I think that's already started, and I think it's a different type of industrial revolution. I don't think right. it's going to be driven by business. I think it's going to be driven by the users creating content, whether that content is the written word, a video, a podcast like we're doing right now, or stuff that we haven't even thought of yet because it hasn't been invented by the users, by the content creators yet. Uh, but it's the technologies that Steve Jobs has given us that's allowed this democracy of user-generated content to blossom. Yeah. And I think that's the next revolution, and I think it's already underway. But we're still at the infant stage. Uh, that's, that's at least my opinion.
1: Wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff.
0: So, guys, I'm going to let you guys go. I know you guys got some stuff. I've got a couple uh, letters to read and uh, from some listeners on uh, Steve Jobs. And we'll be right back with Tech Fan number 50. And make sure you check out the MyMac.com podcast. Oh, and, .com and
3: the com podcast number 370.
0: Yeah, so what's coming up next on 370,
3: Guy? Uh, Well, our typical Guy and Gaz crazy nonsense. You know, we, we kind of discussed the uh, – the iPhone event that just went by what we thought was good and what we thought was bad. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, you were on
1: it twice, uh, once in the middle and once at the end. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh, and I, I, I'll have to announce now. Um, this is before we talk about the iPhone event, which has just been, but I've now got an iPhone. Talk about uh-uh. time travel. Wow, you finally got an iPhone. Well, I haven't got it. Well, I said well you've I ordered one. it. I've ordered one. much like i think it was rich was it rich earlier who said he's yeah so that will be my
2: first my first iphone awesome we'll be right back hey frank you've got an ipad right yeah i do kevin i do have an ipad yeah um what app is it that you use to uh, look at mris with well i haven't really looked at an mri on an ipad but why would i well
5: it's on the commercial
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's on the commercial, but there's also all kinds of other stuff on the commercial that I don't use my iPad for. Hmm. You've just blown my mind. Well, and I think that's kind of the point, is that the commercials don't exactly tell you how you would use an ipad or why you would use an ipad you know what would be awesome if there was a podcast that could tell you exactly what you need this technology for and how to use it and how to use it to make your life better or to make your job easier to do whoa whoa i've got a name for it the mac specialist podcast let let's let's do one of those sweet
3: This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 370. Let's not talk Mac. You're listening to the G-Men
0: on the MyMac.com podcast.
1: to the mymac.com podcast number 370 let's not talk mac Hmm, i think that's what guy said at the start and we might end up talking just a little little, little bit about the mac Maybe. don't you think guy yeah just a little bit <laughs> little bit. i mean it, it is the
3: mymac.com podcast for god's sake so it is it is but you know, there's uh, all kinds of stuff going on that that's not
1: mac related well but- not not yeah, it's not Mac Mac related, but yeah, it's, it's Apple related. So yeah, we'll 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 take the plunge, won't we? I'm yeah, sure it, this we'll, will be kind of a Mac light show. <laughs> so what have you been doing, guy? Uh, well, actually,
3: you know, mostly getting re- uh, my my sister in law is coming up from Florida. She actually lives in Fort Lauderdale, which is where I grew up, and she grew up here, moved to Florida. I grew up in Florida, moved up here. What's up with that? There's something oh. wrong there. I've been very, very wrong.
1: Is that something that you Americans would say? Yeah, that is definitely wrong. Because to me, it's like saying, yeah, I live in Shepshed.
3: (laughs) 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 Shropshire slasher.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What have you been up to? Uh, Well, um, I've actually started my new job um, this week. Uh, And although I'm still doing some of my old job, as well as the well, this new this job. is in
3: the same company, isn't it?
1: Same company, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, just, just change a new position, new position within the company. Yeah, bend so, over uh, and take it like a man. Just, just <laughs> that's what it, and that's what it feels like at the moment. I'll tell yeah, you. I bet. Uh, but, <laughs> So uh, other than that, um, not a great deal. Was moving the office around a little bit yesterday to try and uh, help out with uh, the change of roles because I may right. be working from home a little bit more. But uh, well, that's we'll good. To see how goes. Well, yes and no, yes and no. Uh, there's lots more stuff that I've got to have in because, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's, it's 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 PC stuff and it's boring.
3: Well, yeah, but at the same time, if you're working from home. You know, you can wear your pajamas. Who cares? You know, <laughs> yeah. use your own bathroom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That yeah, works well, to that's, me. yeah that's a nice. One. Make coffee, your own coffee. Yeah. And not yeah that's, that's crappy. No, that's very watered down junk that they usually serve at most offices. <laughs> yeah. Ours is out of machine. So, uh, oh, it, uh, yeah, even better.
3: That's <laughs> like, you know, the one thing I've never understood is why people drink decaffeinated coffee. You know, what's the point? <laughs> Not that that has anything to do with Macs or Apple or anything else, but it's just one of those things that's always popped into my head every once in a while. Why do people drink decaffeinated coffee? Yeah, it, it it seems a pointless exercise, doesn't it? Really, pretty much. I mean, you must really love the taste of chemically treated,
1: you know, hot water. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on, moving, moving on. on. Not not much in the way of Mac because I think we've kind of been waiting really for something to happen this week.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. And we've got, we've got lots to talk about in the second segment today. But, I think uh, we have.
1: Well, I think we have. Yep. But before we do that, should yeah. we go over to, um, the mymat.com website and, um, see what's happening over there? Yeah, I think we should. Why don't you start us off? Okay. Now. Uh, I'm waiting. <laughs> are you, are you. <laughs> desktopper. Desktopper. Hmm, that's a Mac app review from Elisa Pacelli. You say
4: Pacelli and I say Pacelli.
1: Told you I ah, was really. ah. <laughs> Desktoper is a small app that sets your Mac's, your max desktop image or wallpaper to whatever you want. Hmm, you can put it to a photo or a movie or even a website. So, yeah, yeah that's, a re- that's a review from Elisa and it, it costs $3.99. So, it's in the Mac app store. Go take a read and see what Elisa says about it.
3: <laughs> Next up is uh, PSP. Oh, no, I can't do that. pocket size podcast number 35 <laughs> out of the Amazon. Now, I've listened to this one and, and the one before that where he's had Tim on. And, you know, they were having such a great conversation that he kind of extended it over uh, actually three podcasts, I think. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, Tim, Tim loves to talk. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we've got a call from Tim in a little while
1: yeah yeah and, and that's and from scott wilsey and and then oh, I didn't realize this next one who by whom it was hmm <laughs> amazon Amazon is on fire uh and this is i don't know a comment i suppose by a certain i don't let me read guy Searle yeah never, uh, that's I mean, close enough
3: yeah never heard of him the guys the guy's a clown
1: there's no doubt yeah.
3: about it. <laughs> uh, it basically it was just me talking about you know the the Amazon Kindle fire and uh that I, I, I'm I'm really kind of hoping that this will finally be the competitor that Apple needs in the tablet space. Because Apple does
1: need a competitor. Mm. Mm, I'm not so sure it will be quite what we think, but we, well, I, not this mean, not the seven-inch seven won't be, but the, the, the ten-inch I think you know, when they bring one out, because they say they are, could well be yeah. the one that pushes them. So yeah, yeah,
3: and yeah, maybe maybe uh, next week or the week after that, when we get around to it, we can talk about you know the iPad versus this this new Kindle Fire. Yeah, yeah, okay. Tw- do you want to do the next one? Because <laughs> your- I did that oh, that. One. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I just I just talked a lot. I didn't actually introduce it. Got it? Okay. This is the, the I think it's Calais iPhone case review.
1: No, it says it's pronounced call it.
3: Oh, oh, you're right. Oh. Okay. This is the the call it. I, actually, that makes more sense because it rhymes with wallet. Uh, the call it iPhone case review. And this is basically a little case that you can put like some money and credit cards and things like that. And it comes in colors pink, white, blue, black, and white. Or pink, white. She's got white there twice. Yeah. Well, didn't I sound like an idiot? Pink, <laughs> white, blue, black, and another color that is like white but isn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> next one. The next one is uh, Fire, which is tech fan number 40, 49. And guess what they're talking about? Hmm. Mm. Uh, I'm actually current, getting very bored about the <laughs> high-rise
3: <laughs> fire regulations <laughs> yes. in New York City. Correct.
1: Ah, yes. I knew it. So, I knew so it. if you if you want to um, feel the fans of a fire being flamed, huh? wow, the flames of a fire being are fanned. I don't know. Listen to Tech Fan Number Forty Nine. Yeah, I think you need uh, a couple it,
3: more f words in there,
1: but <laughs> but not
3: not all of them.
1: No, no, no f bombs, please. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I had to do some extra editing last week. Um, <laughs> I wonder why. I don't know. I don't know. I just something I, I like doing every once in a while. Uh the next one is Learn My Mac Episode 2, which is a uh um more along the lines of, of, you know, for for people that are new to the platform to to learn how to do some of the basics on a Mac. And that's by Elisa.
4: You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli.
3: P- Pacelli.
1: Pacelli. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off.
3: Let's call the whole thing off.
1: Yeah, and that's basically using Preview to take a screenshot and yeah. annotating screenshots. So you know, if you're new to the Mac, go over there and learn a little bit of how easy it is on the Mac to do just that. Okay, and finally this week we've got a SugarSync uh, service review from our good friend Mark GreenTree. <laughs> um, and basically
3: yeah, uh, probably the the first break you'll hear the the new commercial that Gaz and I. Recorded uh, last week. Was that last week or the week before? It was last week. Last no, it was last week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, f- I finally got around to editing it. I'm so you did sorry, a good Mark.
1: job on it. Anyway, that's a, a Sugar Sink service review from Mark uh, Greentree. Go take a read if you're thinking about it. Yep.
3: And uh, let's see. We've got some feedback from Twitter from uh, Jolly Jap, Paul Bartlett. It says, talking about the rumored voice activated assistant <laughs> for, well, he says, iPhone 5,
1: but yeah. What does he
3: know? <laughs> Obviously, this came <laughs> out before a certain event that just took place. And I thought that would be useful for people without fingers. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure how you know, would somebody without fingers use a phone like like that? Oh,
1: okay. Well, yes, yes, they would. Yes, they would. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> as the tumbleweeds
3: blow, and watch us as, as we quickly jet away before we say anything else. Uh, feedback from Facebook, uh, not so much in the way of feedback, but uh, I would like to thank everyone that has gone over there and and liked the page. So far, we have eighty four likes.
1: Yeah, on, I'm on I'm the awful. My Mac Podcast Facebook, Facebook page. And, uh, I don't know whether it's you or whether it's Tim, but what's with the new picture? I mean, you know, it's the MyMac podcast webpage. Yeah, anyway. Tim. So, Tim, what Tim, are you doing? What's up with that? You know, you're, you're a nice-looking guy, but you're not that good-looking. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He's,
3: he has a face that only a mother could love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, okay. I, like I'm one to talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, is this our last? Is this our last podcast? oh, uh, yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> so, good night, everybody. Uh, we have we have an we actually have two audio messages, but prior mm-hmm. to us recording the show, yes. we decided to save one of them uh, for the third break. Uh, but but this first one, uh, this person needs no introduction.
4: Hello, Guy and Gaz, Tim Robertson from TechFan.
3: See, I told you.
4: So I know, Guy. We've we've discussed on the phone the folly of your idea of Apple allowing makers, And I think one of the misconceptions that you have is you say, well, they're all the same inside. Well, they're not. Um, As you know, as uh, the COO of Mac Specialist, we do Apple repair. And if you think all components are equal, you're nuts. There are cheap components and there are expensive components. And the expensive components generally last longer and are more reliable. Apple uses the expensive stuff, thus it increases the cost of the machine. So when you say, ah, they're all basically the same inside, they're really not. If you think, uh, ah, it's just a design, and, you know, if, if they design it right, and all the PC manufacturers have to follow that design, well, then that increases the cost. Besides all of that, when's the last time that Apple's ever gone after the low-end dollar? Look, HP makes many more computers than Apple does. And yet, for some reason, it's HP who wants to get out of the PC business. Well, why is that? And it has nothing to do with the OS and Microsoft.
1: Well, could, yeah.
4: Can I ask yourself a few more questions as well? Just put it on pause for me, can
1: Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. The guy who's taken them out of the PC business has now been sacked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But no, I take his point.
4: How much money? Well, you know what? I I think you probably beat it into the ground at this point. I'll let you guys go at that. Um, Anybody else making Macintosh makes no economic sense on any level at all for anybody other than the PC makers themselves i.e. the Dell, the Sony's. of course they would love to do that. They would sell more machines. It wouldn't benefit the consumers. It wouldn't benefit Apple. And it sure as hell wouldn't benefit uh, the My Night Podcast. <laughs> Take care, guys.
3: Okay, thanks, Tim. Appreciate the, uh, appreciate the call. And uh, for everyone that wants to hear the slightly unedited version of our second run-through of that call. Uh, you may hear that in a little bit or actually at the end of the show.
1: <laughs> I don't think they're going to appreciate it to be perfect.
3: <laughs> well, you know, I I just don't know what to do some, with myself sometimes. I, I figured we weren't going to be using it. And of course, it <laughs> never works out that
1: way. Either. No, no, no. <laughs> now. Yeah. News of the weird. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm unsure whether you'd like this or not, but um, I, I, I thought I really ought to, you know, push this down your way. And it's tech news of the weird for a couple of reasons. One, it's because it's called the iGuy Guy standing <laughs> iPad cover, yeah. and obviously my interest on the iGuy Guy iPad standing um, standing iPad cover is because it's called iGuy. Guy, and I, you know, thought of you, Guy. Well, of course. <laughs> But when you look at it <laughs> <when> oh, <I'm- laughs> you know, they started off they
3: have one that that's kind of similar to that for the iphone and it looks kind really? of the same yeah it looks like some kind of it you know you put the case into this thing and it looks like a robot with a great big screen especially with the, the ipad version of it because it, it's um uh what what is that uh called um where it's it's not standing or not standing, but it's not sitting up. It's on the side. The iPad itself, portrait, l- portrait landscape or landscape. Yeah, it's in landscape mode. Yeah, when, when you put this yeah. thing in, and it it really looks like a big robot with a screen
1: in in its it, stomach. It, it is. It is most odd. It really is. Most and
3: odd. I don't even think that's the weirdest one they have.
1: Uh, you think that? Yeah. I see. You made a note that they actually make make some other stuff as well. But anyway, this, this basically is a, an iPad cover and it, it stands up and it, it's got arms coming out of the side.
3: <laughs> that you can kind of hold on to.
1: It, 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 it's just weird. I'm sorry. It's just weird. And it, it, even weirder for me because it's called iGuy.
3: <laughs> and they have, they have a waterproof... Now, who in their right mind would take a 500 <laughs> to $850 device, put it in a case, and then go swimming with it? And say, "Ah, oh, well, not a worry. I can just put it in this case, and I can submerge it up to nineteen feet, so if they have like a really deep pool, you know they <laughs> could they could get like one of those one of those rebreathers and then sit at the bottom of their pool and use their iPad.
1: yeah, some people just want to do that sort of thing. <laughs> I, by, guess you know.
3: I would not be one of them unless okay. I had more money than sense, and we all know how much sense I have.
1: yeah i'll get you i'll get you one um (laughs) oh good thanks (laughs) well i think we should stand by to stand by and we'll be right back hey guy have you heard about not another mac podcast oh not another mac podcast yeah so you've heard of it then heard of what
3: not another mac podcast Gaz, you keep repeating yourself. I'm just telling you the name of the show. No, you don't. You keep telling me about not another Mac podcast. Yep, that's the one.
1: What's the one? Not another Mac podcast. Gaz, you nitwit Brit,
2: have have you been drinking? No, you big yank tank. Listen, not another Mac podcast is a roundtable discussion with Mac users and experts
3: from all over the world. Hey, Gaz, we've been on that podcast. Are we experts now?
1: Oh, brother. So, who's on first? What's on second?
2: Third race. Not Another Mac Podcast is part of the My Mac Podcasting Network. You can find us in iTunes by searching for Not Another Mac Podcast or get it through the MyMac Potpourri Podcast feed.
1: I am doing the best I can with everything I am. Don't you know nobody's perfect? Do you understand? how Two men not afraid to cry. It's the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. The best I can. The best I can.
3: And welcome back to the second segment of the MyMac.com podcast, number 370. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk yeah. iPhone.
1: Whoop. woot, <laughs> ye- woot! <laughs> ye- ye-
3: ye- now, um, Apple had their – had. You know, this is Tuesday, uh, October 4th yep. uh, at it various is. times of the day for both it, Gaz and myself. Yeah, it certainly is, Ollie. <laughs> and, uh, at 10 o'clock this morning Pacific time, Apple had their iPhone event, and everybody was so ready to hear about the iPhone 5. And it just didn't happen. Well, okay. Mm. Hmm. Well, before before we go into that, uh, uh, Tim Cook came out. This was like his first. You know, I'm the the focal point for for this product announcement, and, and talked a little bit. Says, now he made a statement, or at least there was a statement that came across on various uh, the various websites that I was following it on. It says. 1 out of 4 computers sold in the US is a Mac. I don't know about that. That seems a little high. Yeah, I mean <laughs> there should have been some context there. Was he talking about the entire market or the consumer market or or maybe he did and that didn't come across on the various sites.
1: Well, I did, to start off with, I think the um, keynote is now actually available on Apple's website. So if you want to listen to the whole thing, you may certainly do so. But I can assure you, it's a long listen because it went on a lot longer than I anticipated, to be perfectly honest with you. And I saw, I
3: sorry was about an hour and 45 minutes, wasn't
1: it? Something like that, yeah, yeah, which is quite long, which surprised me. I didn't think they'd, they'd quite do it that way. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I think obviously Tim had to lay down the law. He's come out and, you know, he can talk about Apple and Apple's uh, lifeblood of uh, where they are uh, as well as anybody else. Hint, hint. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, and he, 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 I saw that and the fact that they – they had – I think the percentage was – now, I can't remember whether they'd increased 23% year on year or whether they are also saying that they were at about 23 or whether it was that they were at 23% in the U.S. market.
3: Well, I think they were talking 23% <laughs> growth year over year as compared to the PC market, which has been at about 4% for a while. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what they meant. But that – I don't think that – Corresponds to one out of four computers sold in the US. Okay, that? I
1: think I think I've I think I've spotted it and got the context on it. I think what they said was that in the US, retail Macs are now selling about one in four PCs in the ha- in the store. Oh, so like,
3: what? Best buys, or I mean,
1: I I presume st- I presume so, so because it's it's a little bit vague. So, yeah. but if I mean, if they are selling, you know, a quarter of the market, you know, for quarter of the market at this point in time, every computer sold, uh, you know, twenty five percent of those is is a Mac. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. That's pretty impressive. Assuming, assuming that
3: it's not all just.
1: You know, but I, but I also saw something which I, I kind of mentioned to you last week, where you know I, I was pushing you back or pushing back to you on your your clone argument about the which fact they that they
3: didn't talk about today
1: what the clones. <laughs> <laughs> they're saving that for the next one. Okay, go yeah. ahead. And um, they they kind of indicated that there's still you know there's still only a quarter of the market, so there's still a big tree for them out there to go for, Sure. Um, which is kind of what I was saying last week. So, you know, I'm not going to say that I, you know, influenced Tim at all. But you did. <laughs> but I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: right. Oh, no, no. Tim, yeah, Tim right. Cook is a frequent cunt contributor to the MyMac.com podcast. We just don't talk about it. Oh, I forgot. I'm
1: sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. yeah. So, so, Tim, anyway, Not let's get back on topic. Okay. Let's, let's yeah, get back, back, on. back on topic. So, uh, so, he, so, he obviously went through um, uh, the MAX and the sales, and then he went on to the adoption rate for um, uh, OS 10.7, sorry, OS, yeah, OS 10.7 Lion, um, saying that actually it's ahead of where Snow Leopard was, presumably – no, also, ahead of, also ahead
3: of Windows Seven, as far as total number of machines go, it took—I um, think it took Windows Seven like what eight, nine months to get to the same adoption rate that the Mac did in like two weeks or something like that. I mean, yeah. Of course, we're talking about a much larger
1: market as well. Of course, and yeah. and we're also talking about you know uh, quite a big difference in in value when it comes to purchasing, and also <laughs> yeah.
3: A little lighter on the One wall.
1: It's OS I, Yeah, well, I mean, Mike and I from, you know, For Mac Eyes Only often do a reaction time. In fact, Mike told me that I'd been doing reaction time with him since 2007. And I thought that I didn't really start until 2008. But there you go. That's, you know, <laughs> something new every time. So that's that's incredible. Um, and I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> something like-
3: that you said on the For Mac Eyes Only podcast. That's, that's what I'm assuming, anyway.
1: I'm completely lost. I don't know. I've lost my thread completely. Oh, I train I thought way. left the station,
3: <laughs> and you just weren't on the platform.
1: <laughs> oh, dear, dear, oh dear, it's it's been a busy day. Shall it's we been move on? A really busy day. Well,
3: let's move on. Okay, five percent of the total cell market is Apple's, and that that's, includes that's not worldwide. just
1: smartphones. That is worldwide,
3: right? But not just smartphones, but cell phones in general, which is is pretty impressive for a single manufacturer.
1: I I agree with you there. Yep, I agree with you there. That is that is pretty impressive.
3: Okay, then they started kind of getting into the meat of of what this whole thing was really about, and the first thing they started talking about was was iOS five. And oh, it, before, before I've just I've, I've just got my train of thought back. Oh, I've just oh, got my sorry sorry I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm reeling coming. the train back into the station. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead.
1: But what what Mike was saying was, you know, that ten point seven. You know, how many downloads? is that downloads or is that purchases? Because obviously, I bought Lion once, but downloaded it like four times.
3: Why did you download? Oh, oh, for each one of the for machines for that you have? For each of my
1: different machines, you see. So that, that's just one thing which, you know, and some of those are older machines. They're not newer machines. So um, I, I would hope that Apple are giving us good figures there because, you know, that I said to Mike that, you know, they don't want to start giving figures which kind of persuade themselves they're doing well. Well, they're, they're, they're probably really so. they're
3: probably counting number of downloads,
1: which would be the only way to really do it. Well, well, I would hope that they're actually counting numbers of sales rather than downloads, guys. So that's that's where. Well, yeah, but you have to
3: remember that there's no family pack anymore. So if yeah. you if you buy if you have four different Macs and you know I've got four or five Macs in this house, and you have quite a few. You know, Tim yeah. has got about six thousand Macs in his house. So if you download it one time, you can put it on as many machines as you like. And if you do the trick with the USB stick, then you you know you just download it once, put it on the stick, and then upgrade all
1: your machines. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I would say that those sorts of um, skewy numbers, where somebody downloads it, put it on a stick, and goes elsewhere, is is probably taken into the whole you know number of downloads that they've got. Anyway, they, yeah, well, it's they, all market t- speak, is
3: what you know, yeah, That's yeah, what we're yeah, basically yeah. talking yes. about.
1: Damn lies and statistics.
3: <laughs> you can you can you can make statistics dance if you try hard enough. Yeah, true
1: enough. So uh, yeah, I iOS five. You.
3: No, no, big deal. So uh, it, what I was kind of saying was, it's weird when they start talking about operating systems and some of the various features of operating systems. They never give you like the really good stuff first. Mm-hmm. It's things like iPhoto card cards where you can print and mail cards from iOS. It's like yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that that means I can't wait to get iOS five. Um, however, this next one I thought was kind of cool. iMessage. Well, can it just can I just go back to the the previous
1: one? Sure. Um, iPhoto cards, right? Print and mail cards from the iOS. So you can choose a card for two dollars ninety nine. You can then send that card in the US. If you want to send it outside the US, it costs you four dollars ninety nine. Was that now, just a par- like a postcard or something? It's a, w- w- or a birthday card or something. It's it it. Yeah. I mean, that's really exciting. What do you mean it's not exciting? Well, it doesn't,
3: you know... Excite it f- you? It doesn't float my boat. <laughs> yeah, I don't see where it's that big of a deal. Okay. Because um, you I, could do I, this for my photo on the Mac. So I guess, you know, it, it's just another...
1: Yeah, but you haven't got your Mac. You see, you're missing the point here, guy. You're out in the middle of nowhere. You've just about got a 3G connection. Ah. I, f- I haven't
2: remembered ah, to damn.
1: send that card. Oh, no! Oh, look.
3: What am I going to do? <gasps>
1: I've got iPhoto
3: iCard. on the iOS and can send a birthday <laughs> card to my sister. There you go. You see? You've okay. got to think it through. All the way. So so basically, I need to start forgetting about everyone's birthdays until the last minute <laughs> so that I can use this and send them a birthday card.
1: There you go. Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh, iMessage. You can send messages between any two iOS devices, and I'm guessing that that's – um, not going through the the various text messaging services of whoever your provider is. No, well, no, you know, but the, the information is going through, but if you don't have a text plan, it's you, you're not going to be charged for messages between two iOS devices. Would be my guess. I believe not. I believe not. Which is a good thing, unless you want it, to send something somebody to somebody's got an Android you, or
1: something. Um, well that's true, but you got to remember that there's an awful lot of iOS devices out there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now, this next one, hmm, reminders can be location-based to let you know if you have a task in some area you occupy currently. I now, don't know the, about that. Well, I, let me let me Give me an this, example.
1: Well, this this kicks in to something that we'll probably be talking about later called Siri. Because if you can uh, – yeah. So can we come back to that? Can yeah, we, talk yeah about we can come that, back that, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just I'll, – I'll put it in the show notes to make sure that we come back to that one because I think that is – that will be rather useful. Um, so I've just moved that into somewhere else in the show notes that we'll come back to.
3: Okay. Uh, and then there's a, a new application called Reader. Which is being added to the iOS's Safari browser, so that ad-free you can you know read websites. I think
1: I think that's actually going to be. I mean, you, it is available obviously in Safari at the moment on the on the Mac, um, and there are ways of doing it actually on your your devices. Right, um, currently.
3: But not not with Safari,
1: not with Safari, and I think on the on the iPhone and uh, your iOS devices, this is a real boon.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Now yeah. I I know I've seen some pictures, um, and I didn't know I need what. Oh, I can't talk tonight. Did you actually watch the keynote, or were you just no. kind of following along on no. the website? No,
1: we followed on. on okay, did they you know, add tabs website?
3: in the Safari now for iOS?
1: Well, and it's funny you should say that because Mike asked exactly the same thing, and we never really did get to the bottom of it.
3: Mm. Okay, because I know in some of the pictures I've seen of iOS that they kind of showed that. But what, I don't tabs? know. Yeah, the tabs. I don't know if, if that was from Safari or, or some other browser
1: that you – know, because mm, you're not limited, doubt, you're not limited doubt, to the Safari browser. I, I doubt they would show you another browser. Another
3: browser, yeah.
1: So browser. I would say no, that if you've not, seen not tabs, so then it's definitely Safari.
3: Okay. Well, hopefully they did because that would be awesome. Uh, Twitter integration, like across the board, If if you have apps that support Twitter – or um, basically, I think almost any application, you know, whether it was originally meant to work with Twitter or not, can can have links yeah. into Twitter now.
1: Yeah, send your address yeah. from, to, to, to
3: Twitter. To yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. <laughs> uh, now, this I thought was kind of cool, and uh, it's probably going to tick off a lot of the, the photo editing app makers. Uh, in-app nah. photo editing.
1: Nah, that one, no. No. It, 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 the thing is, what what Apple kind of do is they they give you some basic functionality, and that's probably the same with this. And if you really want to push, you know, the uh, edges of the uh, the box, then you're you're probably going to still buy go out and buy another app. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, it'll tick them off a little bit, but it shouldn't <laughs> tick. Well, the too
3: ones much. Uh, the apps that are more basic will probably go to the wayside. Yeah. Newstand uh, new stand and that, app and that's a good thing because it pushes oh, it those good, apps. it is because yeah, it will make the other makers have to, you know, work a little bit harder put a little it. more functionality in absolutely a uh, new stand app will download periodicals in the background which you know more you know as far as i'm concerned with a lot of this stuff more background tasking is better because for so long if you started a process in iOS you couldn't do anything else until it was basically done
1: yeah, and there's and there's other reasons why you're going to be able to do that with this particular new phone that's coming up.
3: Yeah, and we will get to that. Um, now, this is the one that kind of <laughs> made me go, <laughs> Family and friends, which is a, an application in iOS 5, to let select people track your, track your location with an auto cutoff at the end of the day. And then I put in a little note here afterward, <laughs>
1: more than a little scary Um, Okay. Well, let me give you an example here. You're meeting up with all your friends. Uh So you've put that in for that particular day that you're going to all meet at the Liverpool tweet up, but (laughs) we're not sure when. So just turn that on for that particular period. So that's where it's useful. Other times when it's not so useful, well, let's not mention
3: it. Yeah, you turn it off (laughs) quickly, (laughs) quickly. quickly. Um, they talked a bit about iCloud, uh, the, the site that I was watching this, they didn't really seem to, to say too much, at least on this particular no. site, no. basically, you know, edit documents and see those changes across all other devices with that same document.
1: Yeah. Share the, share your photos, that sort of stuff, yeah. you know, you know, be sharing your photos from one machine and automatically move across the, you know, another or like machine. with
3: pages so. or numbers yeah. or, yeah, you know, is, things along yeah. those lines.
1: They didn't. They didn't dwell too much on any of these things, really. They kind of did get through them fairly quickly, I think.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, at least as far as we could tell. Uh, iTunes Match is this something that interests you at all? Um.
1: Well, <laughs> if you
3: because <laughs> right now off. I think it's only music.
1: Uh, yeah, and I'm referring back to mike here I'm, I'm i'm stealing his thunder he said yeah go down to your library and pick up a cd and record the cd and then get free itunes <laughs> at a much higher
3: quality <laughs> oh i have a f- I, I i can't believe that, that that's how that's going to work
1: I, no. I think that it'll be all right this is I just think, for the i think stuff what happens i think what, itunes yeah well no but i think you can pay if I if I remember rightly, you can scan and match from, you know, this is from previous, so I can't Oh, remember. yeah,
3: that was like $25, I think.
1: Yeah, so and, and if you want it to do all of your uh, library, you can pay that $25 and it does everything. So, which is pretty cool. I think that's cool.
3: Yeah, actually, that's not bad. You know, to go from a, from a, you know, 128-bit uh, MP3 file up to a, what is I it? Think it
1: Two fifty six. I'm, I'm guessing a little bit there. Yeah, I think it's a much guessing, higher
3: quality. Uh, if, it it is, is a much higher quality,
1: but I think that's you know that's good. And it, you know, it, the, I guess
3: I mean, it depends on, music, on what it is you want as far as that's music right. goes.
1: That's right. The music industry gets something out of it, so you know that's cool. Um, lots of people have obviously got their CDs and probably ripped them, and they may have ripped them with various different qualities. So um, not many. Before, not many. Sorry, go on.
3: Um, yeah, no, I'm I've interrupted you. Go ahead.
1: Now, oh, I was going to say not many people um, will have, um, you know, ripped their CDs to the highest quality possible. So right. this will be useful for a lot of people.
3: Okay. Uh, now, the way I've got these show notes worked out, I start talking about hardware. But why don't we talk about Siri first?
1: Uh, okay, because that's a part of the software. Yeah. Uh, but it's,
3: yeah, okay. I right, know you had a point you were trying to make.
1: Well, basically, you, you know, you said this, the, the reminders can be location-based to let you know that you've got a task in some area that you currently occupy. Right. Well, you know, I think I saw um, a demonstration where it said, make sure that you pick up something when you get to a certain place. Now, if you can combine that into your reminders so that when it gets to that certain place, it reminds you to get whatever it was you wanted, for example, then, although it's scary, that Siri would actually make it very, very useful. So, i.e., uh, when I get home, remember to take um, the eggs out of the boot. You know, s- <laughs> s- simple, simple how, example. How often, how
3: often do you leave uh, eggs in the trunk of your car? Never.
1: Never. <laughs> but, you know, you
3: come back and you've got uh, scrambled eggs in your trunk. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, remember to check the garage when you get home because you know.
3: I guess yeah, you could do like a grocery list. Though, Good, you know, yeah, well, you know. Actually, <laughs> now uh, the next part here was voice activated questions, and some of the reports said that Phil's spoke to the iPhone like like you would a child, and if you match that or matched that with reminders, you could set up like a grocery list, but as people are going to buy you, you're going Get some eggs. Get some milk. <laughs> you just, Remember people, to take the eggs out, out of, the, of boot the boot when I get home.
1: <laughs> and people going by going, yeah. He's a nutter. He's a yeah. nutter. No, 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 no. What will happen? People will be walking by going, iPhone 4S. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, another one.
1: Yeah. iPhone 4S. <laughs> iPhone 4S. <laughs> That's another one. Uh, but now 4S. this
3: next part I thought was really cool. Uh, reply yep. to text messages that you receive with your voice. And it'll send it or set calendar appointments. You know, somebody's talking to you and they say, well, you need to remember that you you have to go to your Aunt Mary's for her birthday on the 16th. So, you know, you activate uh, Siri and say Aunt Mary's on the 16th birthday and it'll yeah. set up set up the, uh, the appointment for
1: you. Yeah, how they've tried to make it is so it, it kind of understands – you know normal speech like uh you know i've got oh, an appointment tomorrow. I've got, an, Go I've got an appointment to at Aunt the doctors Mary's
3: on yeah, well, the 16
1: yeah but guy the, okay. you know it's like <laughs> i've got an appointment at the doctors tomorrow not you know irrespective if you have to say it's slow or not but you know it it recognizes that today is the 14th so tomorrow is the 15th and you've got an appointment at the doctors and it puts that in in right. that format, so it, it kind of understand. Now, if they've got it right, that's going to be brilliant. Now, I have to just say, they did say that at this point, it's still in beta.
3: Oh, really? I didn't know. Mm. That. I thought yeah, that there was,
1: was a point where they said it's actually still in beta. It's not, you know. And, and now I don't know what they were referring to that because it's currently only available in English, French, and German. From from memory, but you know, if they get this right. This will be really, really useful. Well, I'm waiting for and, the Swahili version. Yeah, yeah, great, great. I mean, the other thing, the other thing is, they said it will be available in any application um, where you've got a keyboard input as well. So you could, you, oh. know, you could, you, you know, well, it'll take. So it could take dictation. Well,
3: will does the developer have to put the hook in for that, or I've it got, is that automatic?
1: All I saw was that it, it is available in any application that uses the keyboard.
3: Hmm. Well, I, I probably chances are over the next say month or so, yep. you're going to see a lot of application updates in iTunes. <laughs> you would be like what another six, really? <laughs> yeah. And the, the <laughs> one thing we should say about Siri is that's going to be for the iPhone 4s only. If you have an mm-hmm. iPhone yes. four, it's not going to work. Yeah. yeah, that's true. All right, that's let's let's get through some of this other stuff kind of quick because we're we're starting to run long. Uh, the iPod Nano. <laughs> uh two two things that kind of struck out at me was it has the built-in Nike Nike Plus app so you don't have to buy additional sensors which is a good thing. Yep. And the iPod Nano as I watch is now officially supported by Apple cuz they've added some new clock faces to it. 12 12 new clock faces. Wow. Yes. I just I just had to be able to find cuz I I've actually looked at at some of the the <laughs> uh, the bands that they have. But the problem is most of those bands won't fit on my wrists because I'm, I'm kind of a big guy. So it's like, oh, that doesn't work. So even if I wanted to spend $149 for an well, iPod Nano I'll and w- use as a watch, I can't.
1: I mean I was having a bit of a discussion with Batman the other day on, on Skype and, you know, I said, is that the new device for for um, Apple? Are they going to come out with, you know, an iWatch which you can talk to? <laughs> Pretty much to, is. It, you know, it does everything for you, you know. So, yeah. yeah it's Throw cool. a couple of Bose cool. speakers on it as you're walking down the street. You're but good go to go. Me, go me. They're not getting rid of iPod, iPods. iPod shuffle still there. I said they would not get rid of the iPods. Well, you They're were not right.
3: Getting rid of it. What yeah. about the classic? Is that still there? Well, it's still available on the UK website,
1: <laughs> which I thought they would get rid of. <laughs> so, yeah,
3: well, they that, probably have some some inventory to, to still go through. So you're like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so it's taking up a little bit of space on the
1: website. Big deal. <laughs> Big deal. So they then said the iPod Touch is right. now out. It's slightly cheaper. Um, I didn't. I didn't hear very much in the way of updates. The iPod Touch. Well, um, did the
3: old? Did the three? Did the third generation one have the Retina display?
1: No, I don't think it did. Okay, this
3: one does. So it has the okay. red display like the iPhone 4. Okay. Uh, okay. It'll do HD video, and for whatever reason, it has a gyroscope.
1: Well, that's the gaming point, isn't it, really? Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's now $199 for the 8 gig, $299.32, and $399 for the 64.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I can't imagine why anybody would buy the 8 gig which, one when you can get four which, times the memory for another 100 bucks.
1: Which is quite weird, actually, when you think about it, because the subsidized phone is pretty much the same price, isn't it? But we'll come on to that.
3: Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, The iPhone 4S, not the iPhone 5.
1: Okay, so before we we jump into it, personally, with all the updates, I thought – or I asked the question – could this have been called an iPhone 5? Now, with all the updates that we're going to go through, I would say yes. But it's been pointed out, and did ask the question: Do you think they didn't update it to an iPhone 5 because there's, you know, there hasn't been a um, a format change? You know, a, um, a screen change. Yeah. Well, no, there's been no change in the actual, you know, shape uh, of the product itself.
3: Yeah, that but, would make sense. Though so, you know, I, have to, I have to, I have to wonder. You know, all those. Chinese companies that have been, like, cranking out iPhone 5 cases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are they going to do with them now? It's like, to, I, I wonder if Apple Apple just kind of said, yeah, look at all those cases. You know what? Let's not make one. <laughs> Screw them. Uh, now, the iPhone 4S actually – looks to be a very nice phone uh, it, it has the same size screen which is a little disappointing uh, I was hoping for a bigger screen okay. but it's got the a5 processor same as the uh, the iPad 2 I think doesn't that have an a5 as well it does yes so it's they say in their literature that it's seven times
1: faster than an iPhone 4 you know on graphics on graphics
3: yeah well it's dual core CPU yep. and graphics so it's dual core and graphics as well. Uh, they've kept the battery life up with eight hours of talk time, six hours of surfing. Well, they now this, are
1: saying they are indicating there's a slight improvement on the battery. So you know we'll have to wait and see. It's it's all it's all a matter of how you use how you use the phone. Is not right, really right? Right. Now this next one I
3: thought was kind of kind of different, and I'm not sure if they did this because of the brouhaha over the iPhone 4's antenna when it first came out. This smart antenna which switches between receiving and transmit, I guess. And it, it's it got to do it on the fly.
1: Well, I think it probably does that because now it's become also a world phone and it probably helps them save on the battery life as well.
3: Yeah, probably a little bit because I, I guess switching over doesn't take as much battery or as much juice as just having them both going at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, this next one, Apple claims matches real-world
1: 4G speeds. Yeah, now I don't think you're quite as lucky as we are in in Europe, but they've they've said that they can increase the download speed, or that the download speed is has been increased. Um, now in Europe, we can actually it, it we can actually take advantage. I think some of our networks actually allow us to get up to on the HSDPA network um, up to almost I think it's about fourteen uh, megabits per second down. Wow. Um, and I think that is available in in certain parts of Europe, um, whereas I don't think you kind of have those speeds yet over in the US. You're you're still pretty no. much down to about I think it's seven megabits per second. Yeah,
3: four G speeds. If, if, if
1: memory serves, yeah.
3: Anytime you hear any of these, you know, AT and T or T Mobile or Sprint or any of them start talking about four G, that's a marketing term.
1: It, it it is really and it, it and it's not really out there yet. There's a few places where they're pushing it, but um it, the coverage is 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 spotty. Yeah. But you I know, mean I as think,
3: compared to the standard that you were just talking about, which is four G, we don't have that here yet.
1: No. No. Well it's it, it I'm not sure how much of it is actually available in Europe, to be perfectly honest with you. So um, you know Well it takes time to roll it out. It it does, it does. In, but I think it's Europe, gonna be more it's gonna usability. take
3: even longer here in the States because there's so much more territory to cover. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Because we're so big. We're, <laughs> we're a big country. <laughs> anyway. Yawn, 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 yawn. yawn. <laughs> uh, they've improved the camera. So it's an 8 megapixel camera, and they claim it
1: has a faster capture rate. Mm, yeah, not only that. they've What they've said is they've increased the diameter of the uh, Orify. <laughs> they've added a new lens uh and they've obviously increased the sensor size so uh they should be faster capture the the um f stop is down to 2.8 which is pretty good so low light you should be better off um yeah there's it looks like it's uh, a much better camera so the, the you know the, some pictures were shown that had been taken with the camera and you know apparently they look pretty impressive but it all comes down again to uh real life situations and when you're yeah. taking your pictures
3: uh, 1080p video, which
1: I'm guessing
3: means that's what that's what it can capture now.
1: Yes, and they're also putting some image stabilization on there as well. Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that that is pretty big, I think. To be honest with you, um, they've got an image stabilization, so when you're taking that video, obviously you've um, you've got a much smoother shot um, available to you once you're finished.
3: Well, well, that's good
1: news. <laughs> and and of course that will be processor intensive. Hence, right. they had to obviously increase the processor in there, which, <laughs> which
3: have is them. why they have, they have the A five. Yeah, uh, it's both GSM and CDMA ready to go. So, uh, CDMA of course does not need a uh, a card. GSM does. So we'll see what happens with that. But the, the good thing about that <clears throat> is, or I'm sorry, the other good thing about that is prices. Yep. One ninety nine for sixteen, two ninety nine for thirty two, and thank you, Lord. Three ninety nine for sixty four gigs of storage, which by no. itself, you know, if they hadn't, if I, I would have been tempted to get one, even if it was only thirty two, but with sixty four gigs of storage, I would pretty much have to get one.
1: Yeah. Uh, can I just clarify as well? These are subsidized prices out of the U.S. Yes. Yes, that's a good point.
3: Uh, All due to be released on October 14th, Yep. which means I'll get mine probably sometime in November.
1: (laughs) Nice. Well, there's pre-ordering available to you from the 7th of October, I believe. So you can pre-order it and get it sent to you, or you can queue up from 8 o'clock on (laughs) October the 14th and buy it in store. Now, in the U.K., uh, the prices start from 499 pounds, but they start
3: at 499.
1: Yeah, but don't. Oh, don't that's forget, unlocked. That's unlocked. Okay, that's okay. unlocked.
3: Now, have they said when it's going to be released in the UK?
1: Exactly the same timing. Oh, really? Uh, oh, very yeah, cool. Yep, yep.
3: And the last bit about the iPhone 4S or the iPhone in general is it's now. I guess that would only be the 4S as well. It's it's also now going to be on the Sprint network
1: now is is that correct? I didn't see that go past, but I, um, I'm not you know not being worried about whether it's on sprint or not. I could well have missed that, so
3: okay, I don't know, but that, okay. that's what I had read on on whatever side I was you know it was streaming to me from. Okay. and the last bit before we take a break, the iPhone 4 will be available for ninety nine dollars eight gigabyte only, and the iPhone 3 GS are still going to be selling it, eight gigabyte free with contract.
1: And if, again, if you're in the UK, um, sim-free, the iPhone 4 and iPhone 3GS, uh, the iPhone 4, 8 gigabyte, 429 pounds, the 3GS, 319 pounds.
3: I would spend the extra, what, 60 pounds and get the 4S with 16. Well, 90 pounds. 90 pounds. Well, you said it was 499, wasn't it?
1: No, it's uh, 429 and 319.
3: Oh, okay. Okay, sorry.
1: So if for that, for that's more, that's £110. Pounds. I wish I had oh, – I didn't do maths at school. That's £110. <laughs> pounds. So, no, there's a bit of difference there between the two. But, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, if you go if you go to 429, then, yeah, sorry, then you would probably want to go extra and buy the iPhone 4. Sorry, I see where you're coming from now, the 4S. I was, I was comparing the 3GS and the f- iPhone 4 then. So oh, I'm oh, com- oh, totally okay. confusing you. So yeah. I'm totally yeah, well, it's it's, you.
3: it's really not that hard to do, guys.
1: <laughs> well, I'm confusing super, myself. Super easy. So the the iPhone 3GS is available in the UK 319. The iPhone 4 429, and the iPhone 4S 499.
3: Right. All right. So it's seventy pounds difference between the iPhone 4 with eight gigs and the iPhone 4S with sixteen.
1: If the base model of the 4s is 16 yeah I mean it's a no-brainer isn't it why would you do it
3: Why wouldn't you exactly
1: and that's well, probably it,
3: why they set those those yeah. price points where they did yep we are running so freaking long um, everybody <laughs> we have one more segment to do believe it or not stand by to stand by and we'll be Brenda Rinetti with the populist daddies and
1: the king and the queen of the bomb around with the car top down and the radio on nobody any finer was oh, more of a hit at the diner never knew we could want more than that out of life sure, Hey
0: David you know what guy and gas keeps playing our old promos we make new ones and they keep playing the old ones uh, what's the point of us putting the effort in really really I mean we spend at least 25 seconds coming up with these promos.
2: It's, it, we're talking about expending mental energy here. And then we record the things as well. And then what they do, they play the stuff we did years ago.
0: Years ago. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Leave it up to a Brit and American to, to, to get that lazy.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, wait a minute. It's Tech fan on the MyMac podcasting network.
3: time, space, and the universe. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast.
4: Hi,
1: everyone, and welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast, the third and final segment of this evening. And actually, although we did say at the start, let's not talk Mac, we did get a request for some information yep. from a very... Well, A, 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 a nice good friend guy, of the show. A good friend of the show. Yeah. So I, I think he actually sent in an audio piece, which I've got a feeling that Guy is going to play.
3: Wow, you are psychic. <laughs> yes, I am going to play it. Here it is. Hey, Guy and Gaz.
5: This is Steve McShane, and I need to get a little bit of advice from you. No, it has nothing to do with girls. Good thing. Um, I'm actually okay in that area, but it has <laughs> something that's equally as sure, important Steve. and equally as frustrating. Girls. I need to know what kind of com- what, what kind of iMac I should be upgrading to. And the last time we talked, I was discussing with you about doing a barcast. Well, seeing the folly in such such things, I've chosen not to. In fact, we're about eleven episodes in, and we're doing quite well. It's it's we're having a lot of fun with it. But now I'm running into an issue. I need to get something that's going to be a little more robust than the Mac Mini that I have. Currently, it only has the 2 gigs. couldn't even tell you what the processor is. It's, about, it's the one that's about 2 years old. So I want to go up to the, the new iMac. I want the 27-inch. That's going to be happening. I, that's, that's as much as I can really tell you at this point. My dilemma comes in with, do I go for the 3.1 with the quad-core i5, or do I go with the 3.4 i7? Is it worth it? I can't tell, and nobody's really been able to give me a straight answer on it. Also, being as I'm currently running on two gigs with the Mac Mini, going up to just four gigs, is that going to be enough? In either case. Also, I really want the solid-state drive. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you do? Mostly... This is going to be for podcasting. While I'm running the podcast, I'm using websites. I'm reading off of it. um, Maybe have a Word document or two up. Nothing that's real, real heavy. But then I also have to edit and render and do the rendering for the podcast afterwards. And that really, really slows me down quite a bit when I'm trying to to use uh, the Mac Mini currently. So there it is, guys. That's the dilemma. I look forward to your answers. Keep up the good work. Steve McShane out, and he's with the uh, what the drunken.
3: Oh, I had that written down too. I thought. Well,
1: I'll let you find it, and I'll. I'll yeah, you go ahead. Here's the reply that I I gave. Um, basically, I oh, said
3: drunkard's call podcast,
1: which can be found in iTunes. There you go. Um, I said basically from the three point one i five to three point four um, i seven. I said nah not worth the extra if you can put the money towards the ssd um i think that that's got a much better uh, speed for buck improvement over the cpu upgrade um i then went on to talk about the ram as I, I said always get as much ram as you can basically yeah um i think four gig will be fine out of the box um I, I did kind of say it's a bit of a toss-up whether you go for Apple RAM over third-party. What people forget when buying a computer is that basically you've got to buy RAM in pairs. So the RAM that you've paid for in the iMac, obviously, if you take it out, you, it's then spare. So that's kind of money that you're throwing away. Um, but obviously, it's still a lot cheaper to go for third-party once you've got the machine. But to start off with, I think it could probably it'll be perfect fine with the um with the four gig of ram that goes in there they so if he, it, yeah. yeah so if he's thinking about the ssd and that's what he'd like to go for as long as he you know can live with the um the the less um hard drive space but of course if it's a new iMac it'll have a thunderbolt port on it so he'll be able to get a external drive and stick that in there no problem whatsoever then go for that extra ssd don't worry about having to go up to the 3.4 i7 live with your 3.1 um and get that ssd the ram will be fine (laughs) enjoy a 27 inch iMac
3: (laughs) yeah um i would have a slightly different take uh i would yeah I, i would stay with the the lower end 27 inch iMac no doubt about that get it with standard memory um Don't, you know, I would say get it with the standard hard drive as well. Don't get the SSD from Apple because it's going to be like, you know, way, way, way expensive. Uh, If you go over to OWC, MacSales.com, they have some of the best SSD drives uh, available to the Mac, as far as I know, currently running. And uh, they, you know, you basically, I think, if you're comfortable doing it, you can do it yourself, but you can send them your computer. And they'll do it for you. They'll install a uh, like a 256 or even higher if you want it, SSD drive. Uh, you'll still have your spindle drive, I believe. I, I'm trying to remember. I think they, they'll actually are, are, even uh,
1: replace guy, your optical drive. Guy, are you are, you, are you actually suggesting possibly putting his own hard drive in an iMac? <laughs> well, I've done it, but on an older one. I wouldn't. I, unless you are yeah. really, really yes. confident, I would not suggest doing that on an iMac, certainly Well,
3: not. no, that, well, that's why I was saying you could send it in to them and they'll do it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: And yeah. It, you know, if cost is an issue and you don't need to have – like as soon as it arrives at their house, you don't have to use it right away. Um, that would be one way to go. If, you, if, you, if instant gratification is what you need, then go ahead and order it from Apple, but it's going to cost you a little more money. Uh, same thing with the RAM. Don't get it with more RAM from Apple. Uh, get your RAM from OWC and you'll get it for a lot less money. And I think uh, I think the newer iMacs can access up to... Is it 16 or is it more than uh, that? I'm looking right now. And it's, let's see, process, uh, up to 16. Yeah, up to 16 gigs. So you can put four four gig sticks in it and have 16, and I think depending on which one you have, I think you could actually go with 8 gig sticks too and possibly put 32 in it, but that would be kind of overkill for something like an iMac. But yeah, I would go with the low-end model. If you need instant gratification, get it with the SSD from Apple. If you can wait a little bit after you get it, send it off to OWC and get your SSD there. And then obviously get your RAM from them as well.
1: Or possibly any other Apple um, authorized re- reseller who may well, you know, oh, yeah. who does who they may well do the work for you or may change it up. up yeah,
3: that, but, that's a good point. You know, I hadn't even thought of that.
1: Yeah. Because you don't want
3: to void your warranty on a brand new 27-inch iMac. No, 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 which no. Which no. you will do if you try
1: to put it in yourself. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But yeah. You'll see such an improvement over the mini. It'll be chalk and cheese. I don't know that phrase. <laughs> oh, don't you? No, I've never oh, heard it before. It's like, it's like chalk and cheese. They're oh. quite different if you think about it. Well, they are quite different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, it up, look it up in Google, Google afterwards. I'll
3: have to look it up on the hairy Googles.
1: Um, Gaz, yeah, do you have do you have I was going to ask you first I okay, got in there go so stop interrupting me with your sake have you got an, an app pick
3: I do have an app pick and it's a silly it's a silly one it's a silly game it's called Rail Maze it's by Spooky House Studios and it's free and the reason why it's free is there's all kinds of in-app
1: purchases that
3: they want you to make after you get the game
1: <laughs> I, nearly, I nearly asked is it free because it's rubbish but <laughs> no no it's fun it's, it's a fun little game <laughs> Okay, now I, I've. I, yeah, the guy took the mickey out of me because I actually put iPhone 4s as, my pick. <laughs> but, it, but I did cha- I did change it. Did you notice I changed the show notes to Gaz's pick rather than Gaz's app pick? Yeah. Now the reason I put that in is because yes, on October the seventh, I will either be well, either on. October the 7th or October the 14th, I will be the proud owner of a new iPhone because I will be getting the new iPhone four S. So there'll be lots of commentary from me. I think around that period, October anyway. the 15th, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. It's, rubbish. <laughs> it's bloody rubbish. This phone. I've sent it back already. I'm really, really disappointed. I just don't like it. I just don't like it at all. Um, but a real pick, in fact, I've got a few picks here. Um, I've just been greedy tonight, guy. <laughs> okay. uh, let me re- remind everybody, backup. That's my app pick, either using Time Machine or go out and get yourself a copy of Super Duper or Carbon Copy Cloner. Yep, get yourself a hard drive. Uh, get yourself a hard drive and back up, everybody. Okay, that's yep. my that's my pick. Backing and up.
3: The, as far as I'm concerned, the preferred method is to get an external drive
1: and use CCC or Super Duper. Yeah, yeah. But if you know, if you want to use Time Machine, then do so. But back up something. get a plan, get it in place, and back up. now, yep. now if you want a fun pick from me and I'm not sure whether I've mentioned this before, uh, and I know that my kids love using this, and if you want something fun to do with your photos, and if you fancy trying to create a comic like we had a certain gentleman on a few weeks ago, <laughs> go, go out and get yourself a copy of Comic Life from Plask. It's, um, I, I've had it since I... I mean, I think it used to come free with Max. It doesn't anymore, um, but it, it's... Yeah, it's a great think back in
3: the PowerPC days...
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great application. So go, it's in, I think it's in the Mac App Store. I'm pretty sure you can get it from the Mac App Store, but Comic Life from Plask. Um, it, you can create basically, you can create comics or you can, you know, annotate and do all sorts of special fun stuff with your pictures. So go and take a look. Oh, I'm, I'm overloading on app pics and picks You are. This and, and
3: actually we have one more as well.
1: We do. Yep. Go ahead. And, but we need more from our people. Yeah, Ga-
3: Gary Apter has like, stepped up to the plate several times. Again.
1: Yes, again. Yep. And, and he's come up with um, something called Super Granny 6, although you've put in brackets 5, or did he already couldn't Yeah, I, could, I couldn't
3: find, I couldn't find a, a game called Super Granny 6 on the Mac App Store. There was a Super Granny 5. I think that's what he was talking about. Yeah, I
1: think that's probably the one. He says it's a nice platformer game with a grandma. <laughs> it's so much fun to play and ear. I'm not sure about that bit. But I think he needs hear. First time on the Mac 2. So yep. good. Yeah. Super Granny 5.
3: And uh, we want to mention quickly again our Facebook page. And thank you all, 84 of you, that have uh, that have Just liked it. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And Get that we- picture off, Tim.
3: Yeah, yeah, and we need more. We need more likes, and we're coming up on – I want to see 100 likes on that page. Yeah, we we
1: lick likes. I mean, we like likes.
3: (laughs) And it's foolish and petty, I know, but what can I do? And we actually have a couple of new iTunes reviews. Uh, Here in the States, there was a new review from Andrew Dickinson, and he wrote, One of the best Mac podcasts. I love their sense of humor and info about Apple products. Now, this is the part – is he, I have is he question. listening to this podcast? He probably, I don't know. says, can be a little geeky. And that was the part I wasn't sure about, but that's yeah. okay. I love that the podcast is fun and relatable, even to Mac newbies like myself. Thank you so very much, Andrew. We really appreciate it.
1: Yep, and we got one from Joe underscore K underscore in the UK. Um, it says, "After being sucked in by the man first with the phone,
2: <laughs> then I think he
1: the needs iPad." What, Steve Jobs. Yes, I think he's related to Steve. Okay. He says, "I finally succumbed and donated the cash to the needy Apple, and bought a Mac." Yeah, poor <laughs> Apple. Trying to get my head around some of the things um, so different between Windows and OS Ten has been a struggle. But with podcasts like this, it's getting in brackets, slightly easier. It uh, <laughs> goes on to say, a great mix of info, tips, uh, just good chat between two co-hosts who bounce off each other with over 3,000 miles, um, which makes a great listen. Keep it up. I'll be listening. Well, thank you very much, Joe. Yep, appreciate it, M- Much appreciated. It, very, much, very appreciated. much so.
3: And if you have the time, please go to iTunes and leave a review. It doesn't even have to be a positive review. We just, We just want to hear back from you. <laughs>
1: yep. And there's other ways you can hear back for or we can hear back from you. Yeah, there certainly is. You can contact me, uh our email, uh email gaz at mymac.com or on the twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. Guy, can yeah. they do the same with you? My God, yes. Uh, I can be reached at guy G U
3: Y at myMac.com and naturally on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. <laughs> Oh, you know what we we forgot to do? Go on. Uh, I got a letter. I know we're going off on a tangent here. I got a letter from uh, my brother Larry. Surprise. Surprise. And he was talking about that, you know, Gaz does the the squawk at the end of of each show. Oh, yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah,
3: and he (laughs) suggested that we get like the Godzilla uh, sound effect. And I, I imagine I probably have it here someplace. God only knows where it might be and use that one of these times as just a bit of a stunner is what i'm guessing and that What's, would be a stunner it'd be like wow it, i just is he related to you uh, yes he is he's my brother <laughs> and it makes perfect sense if you think
1: about it as long as he ain't heavy you're all right <laughs> well i'm
3: i think i'm heavier than he is but
1: <laughs> i was relating to a song guy ah i know <laughs> so,
3: I think that's going to do it for this week, guys. No, As, it's not. No, it's no, not. People no? can what also
1: contact us on feedback at oh, mymac.com. Oh, my God.
3: I can't believe I forgot that. Yep. Feedback all, at mymac.com.
1: And also, I believe we have a Skype number. We do have a Skype
3: number, and it was used by Steve McShane and Tim Robertson. So, if you use it, you'll be in great company. <laughs> and that number <laughs> is <laughs> M mm, is area code 703 M <laughs> 436 9501 Umbridge Umbridge (laughs) Dolores So (laughs) I think that's going to do it for this week Gaz needs to go to bed I need to get some dinner um, My eyes are already shut Uh, I imagine so, it's almost midnight your time Yeah. So go get some sleep Gaz Good night Thank you also very very much for downloading the show And we'll talk to you next week Thanks for downloading the
0: MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, Cap Minute with Sam Levin, and tech fan with Tim Robertson.
3: And uh, damn, I think I'm gonna have to start that call all over. I'll, I'll edit. I'll edit the. Uh, I'll get back to where we we left off and post.
1: Okay.
4: Hello, Guy and Gaz. Tim Robertson from Tech Fan.
1: You should have said to
4: me. Well, no, I know Guy. We we discussed on the phone. But I'd forgotten I did that. Of your idea of Apple allowing phone makers.
1: That's one thing mm. I and wish I that,
4: mis- that soundboard would you do have is you say, well, well, I allow all you to move it inside. forward. Well, yeah, they're not. I thought you could, or um, or just you know, restart as, uh, it again from where you the were. COO of Mac we do. Apple Maybe
3: it's repair, a setting that I don't know about.
4: And if you think all components <clears> are equal, <throat> you're nuts. There are well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> and there are expensive components, and the expensive components generally last longer and are more reliable, nine, well, then that increases the cost. Uh, Besides uh, all of that, (laughs) when's the last time that Apple's ever got after the low-end dollar?
3: In the show, end the show. HP
4: makes many more computers than Apple does. And yet, for some reason, it's HP who wants to get out of the PC business. Well, why is that?